This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the movies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent him here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. And we're back. <laughs> You've caught us at an interesting <laughs> time. Thanks. Looper. Can that be in the blooper reel? No, the let's continue. Farm. Let's continue what we were just saying. Thanks for listening to I Think My Bridge is Haunted. I'm Gemma. And I'm Esther. And we've just been discussing pedophile farms. <laughs> Apparently they made to do like hard labor in the fields, which really? I think is great. Is that true? Yeah, they yeah, like part of their rehabilitation is them like chopping dirt. I don't know what mowing grass i don't know what shoveling if, snow and yeah. digging graves and for themselves assholes okay. right wow yeah you've caught me at a bad time because i am in a bit of a, a bad mood but you know what this is a fun place and i'm, I'm yeah. I, we've got really cool stories I've i know got- i think we're both a bit frustrated because we had technical issues for like half an hour it took us ages like just to start the show so we we are just revved up ready to do yeah. this show Gemma now. was on top of the desk she was stamping her feet she threw a <laughs> coffee all over our producer um, <laughs> and the head of the radio station yeah so it's been good yeah no, well, none of none of that happened. No. Well, welcome back, guys. Um, I hope you liked our episode last week with all our guests. That was super fun. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Oh my god, and, so and it was funny too. I want to go and smoke weed and look for aliens in a car. Compression session. Compression session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, Fox definitely freaked us all out with her story I goosebumps everywhere it's awesome I and she's it. such a good storyteller right? the first time she ever told me that story i don't know where we were but i don't know it was probably late at night somewhere and i was like what yeah then what happened i know i'm like what 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 she's the a, lights look like and and what speed and like i just had so many questions a really that I, really good storyteller oh my evocative God. storyteller completely yeah. and erotic yes <laughs> there's nothing sexier than an alien uh housekeeping oh god what's um, going on i can't remember did we have housekeeping yes Chris is nodding um housekeeping. Uh, so compression session was that one of them not really i think everyone knows what that is except for us <laughs> it'll be on our instagram i actually did find the um urban dictionary oh, something about fanny isn't it no. Yeah, oh, she's not yeah, a yeah, yes, Fanny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, little Fanny Adams. Oh, Fanny Adams. You remember that story from England? Yes. Oh, oh, oh here, pass it to me. <clears throat> got my speaking book. And oh my God, I got the origin of the phrase sweet Fanny Adams. Mm-hmm. It's now used instead of sweet F.A., but that's recent. Fanny Adams was an eight-year-old girl murdered and dismembered in 1867. Soon after, canned 
meat started to be served to sailors. What? A common, this is the first time I've read it. I'm sorry, Chris. A common joke was that the tins contained, yep, sweet Fanny Adams. The phrase then evolved once fuck all was a thing. The end. <laughs> I'm still quite confused about the, I can't remember even talking about Fanny Adams. Thank you, my love. Yeah, it, it was in um, the person's story from the UK. Remember that person that was like um, going through the winding roads oh, and they yeah. saw the legs walk through yeah, 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 across yeah, the, the road, road and, the and they couldn't driver. figure out what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's out tomorrow. Go back and listen. Was it Fanny Adams that was on the road? I can't remember. That's okay. No, it was a man's legs. Who was Fanny? Then why is Fanny Adams involved? Um, I think you should go back and listen to okay. it. You know what? Okay, um, on a much more um, serious note. Mm. So do you remember last season we were talking about uh, accidents that had happened at theme parks? parks? Yes. Okay, so remember, obviously, we we were talking about the awful one that happened at Dreamworld yes. in 2016. Yes. So I don't know why it has taken literally like three and a half years for an inquest mm. to happen. Um, But basically, ABC News stated a couple of days ago, Queensland South Eastern Coroner James McDougall today handed down his findings into the deaths of four people on the ride in October 2016. Uh, He told the Brisbane court that Dreamworld had a reputation as a modern world-class theme park, yet its safety and maintenance systems were rudimentary at best. He said there had been a systematic failure at Dreamworld in relation to all aspects of safety. And he was referring parent company Ardent Leisure for possible prosecution. He also said there were frighteningly unsophisticated systems in place at Dreamworld. Wow. I wonder if it's just Dreamworld or like... uh, Surely they had to do huge inspections of every other Australian I just don't go on rides. I used to love them until I started driving cars and now I'm, I get motion sickness even like. I don't know. I just, <sighs> look, if there's anything that this has taught us is like, well, okay, how often do these rides get serviced? Mm. How closely are safety regulations followed? Completely. And, and the fact that there was a kid that it was literally his first shift the the guy I think it was a girl and she had been just given kind of they a were literally like, that morning yeah they didn't even like walk them through yeah it was it was just like here you go it's, um yeah it seems like kind of an attitude of um oh well nothing's ever happened before she'll laziness. be right it's like employing teenagers or just young kids i think they are it's scary as hell like you go to luna park and half the time you know the the they don't even really look like they're concentrating and because stuff. why employ a fully qualified exactly. technician exactly. and pay them technician rates completely completely you, so, that's totally what it is exactly totally. yeah money and saving look, and, and look, look what's look happened, what's happened. Yeah. and you know as a result i i don't know anyone who's been to dream world in the past few years mm. do you how often do you hear someone going oh i went to queensland yeah we went to dream world no they it's don't just little bogan families no offense <laughs> We're, it's the peninsula. <laughs> mm, yeah, true. Speaking about Australians, did you see that horrible footage of that and Bogan families of that that family where they're being interviewed on the news and a fly lands on the little kid's face no. and he's staring directly into the camera lens and he just like slurps the fly up into his mouth and eats it. What? It is one of the 
most horrible things. I'm so angered that he's so Australian too because the this shot is so Australian. Like they're in the outback. Where did you see it's, this? It's gone viral. There's this kid and he has psychopathic eyes he has shark eyes and he's standing directly looking at the camera he must be about 10 and this blowfly lands on his face and he just like a lizard he just like sucks it in it's horrible it's reptilians are real reptilian everyone is like reptilian 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 oh my god if you pause it at the right moment you see his face change and it goes green but that's why you have to look at his eyes because they kind of like do the little like cat slit eye thing that is legit so weird he's just i'm so angry because it's gone viral i saw it from a last podcast page and i'm like great now the americans have it they've they've got it they were the first to post it of course they were (laughs) so embarrassing note for editing this episode will be called reptilian bogans reptilian bogans are real yeah have you met our prime minister (laughs) oh my god so actually that's funny that you say that because about a week and a half ago my husband and i um were watching um i was like oh i feel like watching indiana jones Mm. so have you ever seen the first one about the ark of the covenant is that the one is that raiders of the lost ark are you talking to me are you asking me or you're i'm kind of asking all um, I've just seen the one with the boulder going through the cave and that's all I can tell you about it. I think that's the third one. Is that the third one? Chris is shaking her head and then Last nodding Crusade. Her Last Crusade. First one. It is the first one, is it? Yeah. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. No, anyway, doesn't. there's this scene in it that apparently is really famous and I can't believe I have not known about this where Belloc, the, um, he's like the other archaeologist, archaeologist he's the other he's the french archaeologist who's like kind of like trying to get the ark before everyone else or whatever anyway there's this scene where he's like he's talking and this fly just goes up into his mouth and then it It doesn't come out it just appears into his mouth this is what that happens with the kid no 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 but and i was like did you just see that and louis like yeah the bit where he eats a fly classic what yeah, apparently this is the whole uh, thing. So, of course, uh, I go into Google, Belloc, and then you know how you can see what other people yeah. have been asking? Eats fly. That's the Loads best. of people had said, does Belloc eat the fly? Anyway. I wonder if he did eat the fly. <laughs> no, like no, the no. Actor. So, apparently, what happened was they took out, like, two frames. That's the best. So, the fly never so the came fly out. flew away, but... It- we're <laughs> left thinking the f- he ate the fly. <laughs> well, this kid is live on tv and i'm telling you he like almost chews it and he's got like gap teeth you know how little kids are still forming so all their teeth are screwed up (gasps) he's got and he's like it's like the hills have eyes he doesn't blink and he slurps his fly up and then it's he's rolling it around on his tongue stop and i want to i'm sorry for the family whatever i don't care this kid needs to be stopped jeez yeah and disgusting you, I and like, you made fun of letting me out yeah well yeah i'll continue to i don't like it <laughs> okay facts from the freezer <laughs> okay facts from the, oh my god this this episode is so intense mine's gonna be really weird i've been i <gasps> can i go first yeah <laughs> go <laughs> Jesus Christ. mine is oddly thematic to what we were just talking about yeah what uh, flies oh <gasps> Through history, live insect jewellery has been popular. 
Mm, I don't like this. The Egyptians may have been the first to do so, wearing scarab beetles into battle. Um, like the, l- live ones. Yeah. Um, the Mexican Makesh beetle and giant Madagascar hissing cockroach have also been used in jewellery. In Britain, the Victorians loved it. <laughs> Often sport, you know, we love those Victorians. That's going to be my stripper name, the hissing cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) Often sporting huge, vivid, live beetles attached to their clothing by tiny, fine gold chains. Nope. I don't like that. It's like the, the, the footage of those key rings in China that have like live turtles and stuff in them. Oh, that's horrible. I hate oh it. Oh my God, that's horrid. Yeah, that's hugely viral. Like Ew. they sell like live turtles and live fish in these keychains that only have a small amount of oxygen, which is going to be like... So it, it lives for like two days because yeah, you don't Yeah, and it. it's on your keys. So you're smashing it around. Like horrible, horribly cruel. I, I How would Why would anyone do that? And people like, are stupid. They're and all they're going to hell. They're so stupid. They're all going to hell. Yeah. Anyway, my wow. fact will cheer everyone up. Um, now I'm copying... Okay, so guys, this... So apparently um, NASA have worked out what each planet sounds like and because we can't actually hear sound in space but they've somehow worked it out um i'm gonna reenact the sounds for us today yes okay so this is why i came here right how i'm doing this is i'm playing a video which streams into my hearing aid which is under my headphones so let's give this a go this is a never been done like when you're singing in the car and you're singing along to something yeah, I think so. I don't. Yeah, kinda. All right, <laughs> hang on. I'm playing the video. Okay. Planets make noises. A sound does not travel in space. I'm just getting this directly off the video. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm just skipping forward to the actual planets. Okay. This is the sound of the sun. Ready, guys? <gasps> How cool is that, Chris? Yes. Okay. This is the sound of Mercury. Oh, my God. Oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> Sweet. Crazy. Um, Venus is... Oh, this one's going to be really hard. Uh, it's going to be like opera. <gasps> <laughs> I literally thought it was going to be like Sirens of the Sea. No, Venus. They rated Venus a four out of ten. <laughs> um, okay, Earth. Earth is. Ah! Oh, Earth sucks. Earth is like. <laughs> sorry for everyone listening in headphones. Um, Mars is. Oh, that's cool. Um, what's Jupiter? Mars sounds worried. Yeah, I'd be worried if I was Mars. Yeah, because we're on the way. Yeah, we're gonna come and kill your planet as well. <laughs> Jupiter is. <laughs> oh, he sounds a bit curmudgeonly. Now this one's gonna be hard. Saturn literally just sounds like sc- people, like hundreds of people screaming. <laughs> I'm gonna try to scream, but in a soft tone. Multiply it. <laughs> That's what Saturn sounds like. Whoa! And Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this one sounds like. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of a backward suction sound. It's a little bit like the grudge. It's like my IBS. 
and Neptune is just. <gasps> <laughs> oh God, there's more. Pluto is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll post the video, guys, <laughs> on our so I, you can listen to the actual sounds. That was amazing. How good is this podcast? <laughs> how good? Are, how is that for technology? Because every other podcast would actually insert the sounds, but not here. Not here. We use our mouths. We can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's gonna go first? Mm. Rock, paper, scissors. All right. Winner goes first. Okay. One, two, three. Fuck, we've, sorry. We've discussed this. It's one, two, three, go. Okay. One, two, three, go. Uh, one, two, three, go. Uh, oh, God. One, two, three. Uh, oh, ah! God. Two, three, huh? go. Yes, I win. All right. You go oh, first. Sick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. I wrote this this morning and it's 18 pages long. How do you write 18 pages I in do the it morning? when I'm meant to be at work. <laughs> I hide in the disabled toilet and I'm like... <laughs> yep. Okay. <clears throat> All right, guys. Now, this is a really exciting case. I'm obsessed with this case. Obsessed with this case. It's it's called the Elisa Lamb case. Yes. Yes. Sweet. I am oh. ready to dissect this case. Oh, my God. It's wild. <laughs> At the end of January 2013, Canadian student Elisa Lamb decided to take a solo public transport trip, which I think is disgusting, in various <laughs> places around the US. Okay. You couldn't pay me to take a bus right now. Mm-mm-mm. No, girl. She visited the famous San Diego Zoo, where she posted some typical tourist pics on her social medias, then made her way to L.A. Two days in, she checked into the very famous Cecil Hotel mm-hmm. near the infamous Skid Row mm-hmm. in downtown Los Angeles. Okay, I'm going to do a little backstory on the Cecil because it is crazy famous mm. and if you don't know you should know i think it's called something else now isn't it now it's called stay on main cool yep and that was built in 2014 or like re-bought i think it's definitely a place that if uh, we ever make it overseas one i want to i want to stay there we want to check it out complete i i will re- yeah i will rent a room yep um it was previously called the cecil hotel hotel cecil or just the cecil mm-hmm. It is a budget hotel in downtown LA that was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> super great. Opened in um, 1927. Mainly due to the area the hotel is located in, the Cecil has a large history of crime, murder, and suicide. In 1931, the first guest who committed suicide swallowed poison capsules. And then that kind of triggered so many more suicides wow. um, throughout the 40s and 50s more and more suicides took place with the locals actually dubbing the hotel as the suicide which mm-hmm. isn't a really good rep to have the suicide oh my god in 1947 the very famous black dahlia or elizabeth short was supposedly um it was the last public appearance of her was at the cecil at the bar that was the last time people really? saw her in public yeah black wow. which is crazy and the the site where she was murdered wasn't too far from downtown la right and this only and she was there only days before she was murdered too hmm. 
1964, a longtime resident of the hotel was found murdered and raped in her room with her death left unsolved. Mm. Most famous, can, you know who stayed here for a year. Uh, I didn't know for how long, but I know that a famous criminal has stayed there. Richard Ramirez in the 80s stayed um, as a resident for about a year and it is believed that he it was during his <gasps> killing spree that he was staying at the hotel too. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, also, 1991, there was an Austri- Austrian serial killer called Jack Unterweger. I'm saying that wrong, I know. Who murdered sex workers. Um hmm. He also would murder these sex workers at the Cecil, the Cecil Hotel. Jeez. So he'd strangle them with their bras, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So another serial killer. Plus, it is super, super, super haunted, apparently. It's hard to find research on the actual paranormal activity there. But um, it did inspire American Horror Story, I think it's season five? Hotel. Hotel. Yes. That was based on the Cecil. Really? Yeah, with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then it's just added heaps more ooky spooky stuff because of this case that we're talking about. The Elisa Lamb case. Ooh, girl. Okay. Hmm. So Elisa checked into a shared room, but after only a few days, her roommates complained about certain odd behavior and she was moved to a single room of her own. So that's pretty crazy. If like if you're in a hostel situation, which basically the Cecil is like it's cheap as hell. You, it's like sharing rooms with strangers who are traveling. Mm. You put up with a lot of crap in a hostel as it is. So yeah. it must. She must have been doing some weird shit for them to be like, you've got to move her out, right? Now, Elisa did have a diagnosis of bipolar and depression, which she took medication for. She hadn't had previous suicide attempts or suicidal ideations, according to her family, but she did run a blog where amongst her posts of fashion, catwalks and models, she did post about mental illness. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't ever really dark. It was more of like, I have a mental illness. This is my struggles. I'm aware of it, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, she was very open about her mental illness. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So on January 31st, 2013, Elisa was scheduled to check out of the Cecil, but no one heard from her, including her parents, who she contacted every day of her travels. Mm -hmm. In fact, after not hearing from her, her parents flew to LA to assist with the police in her search because they, so they freaked out. The hotel staff who saw her earlier that day reported her to be by herself. The last person to actually physically see her alive was a manager at a bookshop on the same street where she was quoted as saying, Elisa was outgoing, very lively, very friendly. She was talking about what book she was getting and whether or not she, oh, what gifts she was getting, sorry, and whether or not she was get the book she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry while she traveled. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's not a typical thing someone who's going to commit suicide says. Well, yeah. Because they're, I mean, why why buy a book anyway? Yeah. Police brought dogs into the hotel room to try to pick up her scent as well as search as much of the hotel and surrounds as they legally could. Um, It was tricky they couldn't actually search every single room of the hotel. The room, the hotel has about 600 rooms and a lot of the rooms are actual residential addresses. Like oh. people are living in there full time. permanently. Yeah. So for them to do that, they'd actually have to get warrant, like individual warrants for everyone who was living there, which 
just couldn't work. Yeah, that's it. Too, yeah, it's huge, a huge thing job to do. Um, they even searched the rooftop with the dogs, but the dogs couldn't track a scent at all, hmm. which is ooky spooky. So a week passes. Um, the, pol- the so the police started posting flyers of Elisa, which then reached the public and the media around the area. February fifteenth, the police decided to release the to the public a video of the last known sighting of Elisa, which is CCT footage of her in an elevator of the Cecils. Now, this video went super viral, mainly because it was so weird and it didn't provide any resolve to her actual disappearance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to talk about the video. It is one of the scariest things I've seen. Like, it is... There's something really dark about it. It's definitely mysterious. It's scary as hell. Least. It's yeah. Just mm. re, just re watch it to refresh your mind if you've already seen it. Because like I, I watched it heaps a few years ago, and then I I re watched it today, and like I just had full body chills. Wow. Yeah, it's gross. <clears throat> okay, in the video, as shot from a camera that views from one of the top back corners of the lift it shows elisa entering she's wearing a sweatshirt and shorts she goes over to the lift's buttons and you can see her she kind of lowers herself down and she very deliberately presses like these select numbers it's really weird but she presses a whole heap of buttons yeah and it's real slow okay like she's dialing a phone number literally like she's dialing a phone yep she then steps into the corner of the lift again she waits a few seconds and this whole time the doors of the lift remain open. After a few moments of waiting, she steps forward and sticks her head out, looking left to right mm-hmm. into the hallway. She then, you, if you watch it, she then does like a weird like jump. She kind of jumps back into the lift and moves back into the corner. The doors are still open. So it's as if there's someone out in the hall and she's kind of... She does like a really creepy like really animated looks like very like a cartoon like sticks her head out really fast looks left right and then jumps, jumps back. back in and and goes all still and the doors are still open and she kind of pushes herself yeah like, she flat really flattens corner, herself against she? the wall she then moves back to the doorway and she and this is the weird part she kind of like leans all the way out and like moves her body in a really weird position she's looking to the left into the hallway Mm-hmm. And she's kind of leaning. And this whole time, the doors are not closing. The doors aren't even trying to close. Which is kind of weird as well. Which is weird. Like, sure, the hotel is a, a, a crappy, like, they wouldn't have regular maintenance. I work in a hotel, obviously, so I know I'm in lifts 20,000 times a day. The doors are so, they open and close. They, you know, they move on sensors. Like, these doors are just completely open. Mm-hmm. There's no, like... Yeah, and yeah, like you said, it doesn't even look like they're trying nah, to close. No, it's just like permanently open. Nothing. Um, she then steps into the hallway and does like this hop thing. She like does this weird like square dance thing. And then she like that. opens her legs and stands with her legs apart. And then she does like a weird backwards hop. It's really weird, dude. Like I, I was sitting on the toilet just going, what the, like, what is she doing? It's... It's trippy as hell. Um, so that's when she's kind of like in the doorway of the lift. She then backs back into the lift 
looks to the other side and then she um, steps back into the hallway where she then stands to the left and she's kind of gone for a few seconds, but then you see her arm. The whole time the doors are still open. Mm-hmm. Um, her right arm lifts literally like above her head, like she, like she's stretching above her. What the hell? And then she touches her, the side of her head. Then she comes back into the lift, placing both hands on the side of the door, right? Just just keep up with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She then goes back to the control panel and presses this like a, a heap more buttons the same way, like really stooped over and she's like really taking her time. It's almost like she's in slow motion. She then returns to the wall and kind of just stands against it. She places both hands over her ears and the, the whole time the doors are still wide open. She then turns to the right and begins rubbing her forearms together. And at this point, she's coming back out of the lift. I'm going to try to do it with my Rubbing arm. her forearms together like in front of her. Yeah. Like, like kind of like. Yeah. And then this is the creepiest part for me. She, she waves her arms out in front of her like she's patting a huge dog i remember that and her fingers are like completely splayed out and she's kind of twisting her hands it looked to me almost like um she's kind of trying to make her way through like she focused like yeah it was really weird like like she can't see yeah a lot of people have been like it's like she's in water it's like she's like in honey someone actually described that's where i got the description of like she's patting a huge invisible dog because she's almost like in front of her just like feeling her way forward that's an interesting it's creepy and then it looks like she's a lot of people are saying she's having conversation with someone and she's using her hands and her arms i don't know so much about that but i mean a lot of people are saying it's sign language which i don't think it is but She's so animated. It's the worst part of the video. It freaks the hell out of me. But she's doing these weird things with her arms. Okay. To me, it's like someone's just suddenly turned out the lights and it's pitch black and she's trying to make her way yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. And But she's calm. Like the whole time she's quite calm. Hmm. Except for when like she's poking her head out really fast. Then she kind of begins to bow forward slightly and starts to gently rock. The whole time the doors are still open, even when she's in the hallway. So weird. She then backs against, backs back into the lift and kind of backs against the wall. And then she walks out of the lift to the left, walks down the hallway. And then the lifts, uh, the doors finally shut after she's out of sight. And then there's a rumor that once the doors are shut, you can actually see a face in the lift. Mm. A lot of people have gone along on about the face. It doesn't really, I don't really see the face, but like um, I got a lot of this info from Red Handed Podcast yes. and those girls are really like. And what do they think about the this face theory? Um, Totally. They both see the face. and they're, Oh, really? Yeah, they're like. That, I have to go back and watch yeah, it Yeah, they're again. like, that is the freakiest part of the video is the face. Okay, I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, so this footage went super viral. Even after 10 days of its release, 3 million people had already viewed it mm-hmm. with 40,000 comments. Most people commenting were stating how scary it was to watch. Not long after Elisa vanished, the guests at the Cecil started to complain about the quality of the water 
and about how the pressure was really low, how the color sometimes came out black and that it tasted weird and kind of sweet. (sighs) Mm, Yep. Yep. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. Chris is cringing. (laughs) So obviously maintenance um, were told to go up and check the water supply, uh, which was a huge water tank on the top of the building. Um, And this particular water tank provided water to all the guests rooms the kitchen and the coffee shop so everyone was showering in it they were eating drinking brushing their teeth doing everything with this water yep um so this was on the morning of the 19th of february so it had been about three weeks since elisa disappeared um the staff opened the top of the tank and when they opened up the hat uh, the latch thing they saw a face it was elisa's she had drowned in the 1,000-gallon water tank. Oh, my God. Yeah. So her body was found naked with her clothes that she had been wearing f- around floating in the water. Now, the clothes were found to have um, like a sand kind of material. Like, like a – it was like a like – it was a like sand. Yeah. Substance. But they, no one really rolled with it because her clothes had been floating in the water for three weeks – and people kind of just palmed it off as whatever she touched beforehand was transferred to her clothes. All right. I mean, Which I thought was like a weird... sort of sediment inside the water yeah. tank. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, her body was in the process of decomposition and was also obviously super, super bloated. She had turned a greenish color and her skin was beginning to separate. Um, so people were also drinking that. According to the autopsy, there was no obvious sign of suicide, physical trauma or sexual assault, although her anus had was prolapsed, which people like it's sexual assault. But when a body is sitting in water for three three weeks, weeks. the body starts like all the muscles loosen up like it's not a shock that her anus was prolapsed no, i mean I'm, i don't know yeah don't but people were still like oh my god um the only drugs found in her system were small traces of a prescription medication for her bipolar and depression mm-hmm. now let's get to the theories these are the craziest part due to the viral video footage being released before the actual discovery of the body the internet played a huge role in the infamous in the infamous oh, jesus christ infamous the internet played a huge role in this in the infamacy there we go of this mm-hmm. case with many people from around the globe trying to figure out what the hell happened to elisa with that some weird conspiracy theories are born and spread and i'm going to mention a few now these ones are great all right let's party Okay, now there was the obvious theories that a staff member of the hotel or a CD character from the area murdered her but the hutch door of the water tank was left open and if you're trying to hide a body especially at the place you're working at you wouldn't leave the door of the thing the body is hiding in open plus it doesn't explain the uh, the elevator video which i don't know like i reckon it Hang could on. be would you say the door of it was... so so the the tank she was in the door was left wide open doesn't that just suggest to you that she just got in yeah, the but, tank yeah exactly exactly to us, it's obvious that she just got in the tank. Right. But a lot of people, oh, she must have been raped and murdered. Mm. No, I don't think anyone murdered her. We'll okay. get to that in a minute. Yeah. Now, this one's my favorite. Okay, go ahead. Um, next is the Alistair Crowley theory. Okay. Yeah. 
It's believed that Alistair, along with the members of his following, opened a portal leading to another world at the Cecil Hotel in 1918. He also claimed he met an alien while opening the portal. Sounds sounds completely legit. Legit, yeah. According to Alistair, the alien's name just happened to be Lamb, with the exact spelling of Elise's last name. L-A-M. Yep. During his stay, he also wrote a poem with the main character being called Celia, which rearranged spells Elisa. Like to the exact lettering. Yeah. Weird. Um, But turns out he did all of this in another hotel called the Cecil um, that was, in fact, built in London in the 1800s. So completely different country. All right. Why is that crossed? Well, people are like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Next up is the theory linked to um, a tuberculosis outbreak in the area. This one's cool. Okay. During the time Elisa went missing, there was a TB outbreak in Skid Row. In 2013? Apparently so, girl. Really? Well, it, w- it was TB mixed with AIDS. Oh, my God. So, so it, was hard to, it was hard to pick up the... TB in AIDS. I told you the Russians were experimenting with hybrid diseases. We talked about this two weeks ago. Okay. Jesus. Now, so it was hard to detect TB in people with the AIDS virus. So they made a medicine. This is weird. A medicine. Like a a, a formula called, it just happened to be called the Lamalisa. What? L-A-M slash E-L-I-S-A. What was that? Their vaccine for it? Oh, it was, or it some was sort of Whatever they used to, yeah, to detect. It was like how you detect if TB was present in HIV victims. And this happened just down the street? No, yeah, it was in the area. The hotel was in Skid Row. That's weird. It was called Lamalisa. Yeah. And you can look it up. It's legit. I was going to say, how... It is legit. Like, how, how reliable is this Completely true. Okay. Completely true. That is so weird. But the drug was created before this whole case, but it was being administered during her disappearance. I, yeah. And I'm, it is her I'm, name to every letter, but backwards. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, que- a weird coincidence. Weird coincidence. Yeah. There's rumors that she was being like the guinea pig. She was being the one that the drug was tested on, but it was it was happening before she even came to LA. Hmm. It's just a real whack coincidence. This one's fun. The next theory is the invisibility cloak rumor. Mm. Apparently before <laughs> Lamb died, she reposted on one of her social medias a post about South Korea government working on the invisibility cloak and that the South Korean government were out to... Uh, and there was a rumor that they then were out to get her um, explaining the weird talking actions in the hallway of the lift. So they think that South Korean government assassinated her because she reposted a, a thing about invisibility cloaks. And I guess because, like, in Harry Potter, when they wear the cloak, they have their arms out in front of them, don't they? So they can see. Like oh, no, this. I don't think she was wearing the cloak. I think the government was wearing the cloak. Huh? And she what? was maybe feeling around <laughs> for them. What? <laughs> That's the dumbest theory ever. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's a worse one. They okay. get they get worse. 
Another oh. weird theory um, was a potential copycat killer inspired by the 2009 movie Dark Water, mm-hmm. which was supposedly linked to the Cecil. It's about a woman who stays at a hotel with her young daughter and experiences very similar things like elevators playing up, the water being discolored. Even her first name was Dahlia, which I think is like... Ugh. Thing is, this movie was released a few years before Elisa died. Wah, wah, wah. Weird. I, I saw spooky, that spooky. movie. Sarah, is Sarah it crap? Connolly, is it? No, no, no. It's a, it's a pretty... It's it's a good thriller. It's not a great thriller. I bet thriller. it's based off like, okay. a, like an older Japanese horror movie. It's, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like that kind of yeah. feel to it. I think I've seen the Japanese version and it is so much better. So I've much better. got a feeling I've seen the Japanese one as well. Yeah. Um, but I can't really remember. Next one is the elevator game. So you get in by your... This is how you play the elevator game. I've heard of this. This is kind... I want to do it. It's bullshit, but I want to do it. So you, you have to get into the elevator by yourself and it has to be a building with 10 floors or more. Mm-hmm. You get in, you press a series of numbers. I think it was like 6, 4, 2, 10 or something. Um if you pull the number system off, you I think you reach level five and at level five, a woman will enter the lift and you, but you're not allowed to look at her. You're not allowed to acknowledge her. Don't talk to her. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're successful, the lift then goes all the way up and it will, it will open to a completely different dimension world portal type thing, right? And apparently in this world, there's like a glowing red cross in the distance and you can hang out there as long as you want, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and apparently this woman will look like someone you know, but someone like that you kind of like, like a, like a old school mate or like a teacher or something. And they say, if she acknowledges you or speaks to you, you're not meant to look at her. You cannot speak to her or look at her. Yeah. You can't talk to her. Under any circumstances. Yeah. Even apparently when you get out of the lift, she says something like, what is your plan? And you, you're just meant to completely ignore it, which I think is kind of sad because maybe she's stuck in the lift and she's like, dude, what are you going to do? And, and But there's a rumor not to talk to her. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You're going to help the woman or you're going to sacrifice <sighs> well, your soul? Well, apparently she is floating. So, I mean, that's another sign not to talk to her. Yeah. Um, if you stuff it up, obviously, um, bad shit can happen. And that's the theory of what ha- happened to Elisa. Okay. My question about this theory is because I've heard of this elevator game and there's a lot of numbers involved. Mm. So uh, you would think that she'd have like a piece of paper, like with the instructions on it. Yeah. I don't think she memorized it. Yeah. Maybe that's why she ended up in the water tank. Because she (gasps) stuffed it up. Because she stuffed it up. Yeah. Apparently like there's rumors of people that have stuffed it up and something's come back down with them and like, you know, all that crazy, crazy shit. Because the way to get back down to earth is you have to redo that whole process with the numbers again. If you hmm. stuff it up, you stuff it up. Okay, now this one I think is what actually happened. So Elisa was suffering from bipolar and depression. She, if you look at the, the at the toxology reports, there aren't any of, like there's only a small trace amount of her meds in left in her system, which mm. means she's kind of, stop taking like three out of four medications exactly and when you have severe bipolar it can manifest into delusions which would explain the videos right yeah of her waving her arms and doing crazy shit yeah um especially when you're on heavy meds and four medications for mental illness is a lot of meds 
I'm on two and I'm hazy as hell. I don't know how she's doing four. I mean, maybe she kind of like either a forgot, ran out of money. Exactly. Um, exactly. We don't know why she stopped taking them, but there was only a small amount of antidepressants in her system. Which would suggest that she'd been... Well, she's hit a manic episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which explain it explains her weird behavior in the hotel room with the other girls that wanted yes. the move. It, yep. ex- it, it explains her, obviously, in the lift. It explains her um, climbing up into a water tank at mm-hmm. God knows what hour, taking her clothes off and swimming and then not being able to get out. Yep. I agree. I completely agree uh, with it just, It's just... I think that's the most obvious um conclusion and it's really sad because it does show an example of um mental illness looking at it from um how people can blow these things into crazy proportions Mm -hmm. literally like what i've just done i've just like been an example of oh my god it's ghosts it's the mafia whatever no this is just a case of unfortunately severe um mental illness that Mm -hmm. she hadn't been treating um a lot of uh, there are cases where severe bipolar can be misdiagnosed as schizophrenia because you can see delusions and stuff when you're experiencing a high manic episode mm-hmm. um so i think that's what's that what happened I and agree. it's really sad and um yeah i reckon that's what happened to elisa but either way guys check out the video because it's freaking it crazy very, very weird it is weird bizarre video but i've heard a lot of people say that there's no way she could have got in the water tank because yeah, it was the, something the thing like, was too small and there was it, no ladder. Yeah, the the and, hole was too small to get into and there was no ladder was the other yeah. one and it was too heavy for her to open. Yeah, but the hatch. they they actually like the the hatch ended up being I think 20 kilograms. So yeah, it's not heavy to open. And and when you're pumped with adrenaline, if you're mm. going through like a manic mm. episode or it panic attack, be too much of a difficult. Girl, you can climb mm. a friggin' like side of a tank it's not a huge tank if you look at the photos Mm. it's not a big tank it's an old steel tank on the top of a building and it's sad because she would have been in there she would have been probably screaming crying out and three weeks you know yep no well she wouldn't be alive for three weeks but she those few days and i'm guessing that this is obvious um but there's no cctv footage no that the roof um, not the roof or um uh, there's huge speculation she she yeah the elevator. there's huge speculation of like where's the footage of her walking down the hallways and stuff and there's and well, people are yeah, like i would ask that question yeah it has been asked and people are like is the hotel covering up potentially but also the hotel is super decrepit um who knows if they haven't updated the cctv we don't know like we're yeah. lucky to get a camera and a lift yeah and even if you look at that footage, it's shit. Yeah. It's, it's crackly. The time stamp, you can't read. Mm-hmm. It cuts in and out. Like, we're lucky to have that footage. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, like, it's, you like know, a, it's like a 100-year-old budget hotel. Yeah, full of serial killers and ghosts and suicides. They're not going to, like... I mean, I think that is a reason to get CCTV if it's a serial killer hotel. But, yeah, true. You know, <laughs> a serial killer it's hotel. It's a hotel on a budget, guys. Yeah. Well, that was very interesting. Thank you. It's a good one, eh? Have a break? Let's have a break.
talk about haunted objects. All right. I think you're going to quite enjoy this one. It better not this be Harold. Is... No, it's not Harold. <laughs> no, it's not Harold. <laughs> no, I did haunted doll last week. I wouldn't do Harold because I know Harold the doll freaks you out. Yeah, no, I can't even remember what he looks like because I've like mentally blocked it out. Yeah. Memory. <laughs> okay. So uh, this case is definitely like Elisa Lamb up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. I am not saying that this is actually a paranormal event that's completely up to you make up your own mind so today i am going to tell you about the curse of rudolph valentino's ring oh oh i know this one Do you? yes Interesting. let me just adjust my microphone so my sources were ripley's.com wikipedia of course and a book that i have called strange unsolved mysteries by margaret ronan which is one of my favorite books of all time (laughs) so let me just give you a little bit of background rudolph valentino was an italian actor yes oh you might be related to him Uh, look at me go because you're italian and i yeah yeah Uh, He made a career for himself as a famous actor in Hollywood in the 1920s. Born in 1895 to a French mother and Italian army officer father who died of malaria when Valentino was 11. Yikes. At the age of 18, Valentino decided to move to the United States. After playing small parts in movies for a couple of years, he had a big break in The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and also another film called The Shake in 1921, and they were both huge box office hits. Uh, interesting to note, there was a whole bunch of drama that went on in his life like that could have filled like, Always. a whole episode. Always. He's a Hollywood star in the 20s. He's going to have shit. There was so much drama, but I it was too long, and I was like, I can't just yeah. talk about his drama for the whole episode. So I took a whole bunch of stuff Instead, out. Instead, we're talking about his jewellery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his belly button ring. Except and pierce him. His <laughs> nipple chain. His his live scorpion cufflinks. <laughs> his penis ring. Oh, we're getting wrong. We're getting down and dirty. All right. So he became a huge Hollywood icon, starring in many popular movies of the time, marrying twice, and even getting involved in a bigamy trial. Uh, and I read into that because his first wife, they, they, they think because she was gay and she was involved in this love triangle. With, Wait, she was a lesbian. Yep. And she was involved in this whole love triangle with two other actresses oh i like it already uh, who were stunning (laughs) by the way i i went into this whole rabbit hole anyway about this yeah and they they thought that it was well what we would call like a beard wife kind of situation but back then they called it a lavender marriage i like that it's nice (gasps) isn't it a lavender marriage anyway that's whole beside the point drama okay However, Valentino's popularity began to wane in 1924 after he appeared in a series of films that failed at the box office. Mm, Like Cats, am I right? Mm. Judy Dench, you're done. (laughs) Idris Elba, you're gone. (laughs) Jason Derulo, what the hell? Was he in that? Yeah. Yes. For a good 10 minutes, it was horrible. Ugh, I've never been so like turned off men in my life wow because 
they don't have genitals, oh but he's like thrusting and like pointing to his patch where the genitals should be. We'll and it still just be makes talking it like about this in season so 10. She'll be worse. like, uh, <gasps> they licked up the milk and it was really, really sexual. It was, it was be like, like he was licking the butthole. And we're going to be like, it's making all my like. Ca- you didn't even watch the whole film. You I walked had to walk out. out. It's making my genitals right now suction. Disappear. Reverse up me. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to that. Do you want want us to go? (laughs) Reverse up me. All right, go. I'm so sorry, Ryan. We've we've got an intern here at the moment. Yeah, Ryan's had to um, sit through this entire thing with us just... We're so sorry. We're going through a break. I'm going through an emotional break at the moment. So, no, I'm not. I am. I don't know. Whatever. You know what? We'll all find out on air. So, it's all good. Okay, We are here for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay lavender marriage uh genitals disappearing so another thing that happened was he also was released from his uh studio which was called famous players lasky which was a huge studio back in the 20s uh they had a pay dispute so drama what an idiot so he signed with the United Art Artists in 1925. Mm-hmm. The studio cast him to star in The Son of the Sheikh because that had been his big movie, so they wanted to do a sequel. After the filming of this film en- ended, uh, Valentino embarked on a nationwide tour to promote it. However, on August 15, 1926, he collapsed in his New York City hotel room and was rushed to hospital. The doctors discovered he had a perforated abdominal ulcer, which, yeah, painful, which required emergency surgery. After the surgery, Valentino developed a series of complications and fell into a coma and died on August 23rd, 1926, at the age of 31. Damn, that's so young. So young. So young. And he he sounds like an old man, but he's young. Yeah, he was young and he was very good looking no it doesn't have anything to do with anything but italians he was i mean look at me he had the look (laughs) (laughs) and he'd he'd only been on the world stage for five years or not even five years like 1921 was when he had like his big explosion so was valentino's sharp rise to fame followed by a sudden demise the fault of bad luck Some believe that his fortunes were controlled by unseen forces. Mm. In particular, those of a silver tiger's eye ring purchased by Valentino in 1920 in San Francisco. The ring had been displayed in the window of a nondescript jewellery store, but it caught Valentino's eye and he was compelled to purchase it at once. Mm. Apparently. Apparently. The ring has an evil history, the proprietor warned him. Some say it has a curse on it. All who owned it have very... Hang on. Hang on. I've got to get into character. All who have owned it have died very soon after buying it, I am told. Ooh. He was a pirate. Oh, what? Was he? No, no I was going to no. suggest that it's a Nazi ring, but that hasn't happened yet, has it? No. Mm. No, Nazis aren't really around yet. No. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you can blame Nazis for everything bad, but because mm. they're not there yet, then. Yeah. Who can you blame? Uh, Valentino bought the ring and enjoyed telling his friends about the curse. Oh, I have a curse. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. 
my wife is gay. <laughs> Uh, oh my lord uh i'm sorry rudolph if you're here i apologize mate i've got enough bad luck at the moment i apologize to everyone i don't care if a sexy (laughs) ghost follows me around (laughs) when his studio heard about the so-called curse they told him it would be good publicity to begin wearing the ring in his films he wore it during the filming of his last film the son of the sheikh the ring was still on his finger at the time of his death just weeks later. Mm. So after he died, the ring became the property of Valentino's good friend, Paula Negri, Damn. the famous actress who was also one of his lovers. Okay. Uh, apparently she made a big scene at his funeral. She like pretended to faint and oh. she was like throwing herself on the coffin and stuff. <laughs> and she was like, we were to be engaged and all this stuff. And mm. no one really believed her. With her dark European features and elaborate costumes, Paula was the imi- epitome of the 1920s femme fatale image. Oh, beautiful. She's amazing. But Paula found her luck beginning to change from the moment she began to wear the ring. See, she married Serge Divani just nine months after Rudolph's death and soon after suffered, suffered a miscarriage. She then found out her new husband was gambling away her money and they were divorced. While touring with a theatre production called A Trip to Pressburg, she collapsed on stage in Pennsylvania due to gallbladder inflammation and was unable to complete the tour. At some point, I couldn't get a date for this, but at some point, Paula gave the ring to a singer named Russ Colombo. And she, he actually reminded her of Rudolph. So she said, um, this is from one Valentino to another. But Columbo was shortly afterwards killed by his friend Lansing Brown, who was showing Russ his gun collection (laughs) when a gun he was messing around with accidentally went off and a bullet ricocheted off a table and hit Russ in the head. That's so awkward. (laughs) That is awkward, actually. It's like, uh, dude. Um, Dude. What's what's the ring's owner's name? Rudolph Valentino. I'm going to look up if the the ring is nice. Rudolph. I think it's like an orange swirly thing. Yeah, it's... I wouldn't wear it. Looks like a big anal bead to me. I I think it's... I like it. Mm. And you can see how someone of the time would have liked it too. Yeah, definitely. So, Russ dies from this bizarre shooting accident. And then the ring was given to a guy named Joe Casino. Oh, I, that's a great... I am Joe Casino. just wah, wah, wah. stepped out of a Jackie Collins novel. Uh, and he was a close friend of Russ Colombo. Instead of putting it on, Casino decided to keep the ring in a glass case. Clever. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But mm. Did one he wear day, the glass case? <laughs> Yes, that's a hat. An elaborate brooch. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I'm Joe Casino. <laughs> One day he decided to begin wearing it on his finger, only to die a week later when he was hit by a truck. Wow, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, maybe putting it in the case kind of like like oxygenated the evil the power. More. And so like, 
Yeah. Maybe it sat there just going like, like getting really angry. Like, yeah, like, you- like when I, when I don't take my dog for a walk for like three days, he yeah. like, he gets so hyper and like yes. naughty and he yes. won't come when he's cold. Yes. It's like and when he's you just cook like, pasta and you, leave- you know, my real mom. Yeah. It's like when you cook pasta and you leave it in the pot for three hours, it turns into this like furious bubbly broth. And that may have happened to the ring. I think we so don't as well. Know. Yeah. Angry dog pasta. Yeah. Okay. So the ring then, uh, after Joe Casino mm. has been hit by a truck, the ring went to Joe's brother, whose name is Del Casino. After wearing the ring for some time with no incident, Dell began to believe the ring's apparent curse had been somehow lifted. At one point, he placed the ring in a safe in his home. Soon after, the house was burgled by a man named James Willis. Mm. Police rushed to the scene, shooting the intruder dead. God damn. Mm-hmm. In the man's pocket was found the ring of Rudolph Valentino. The ring was placed back in the safe and remained there until 1938 when a movie producer named Edward Small decided to make a movie about Valentino and asked to borrow the ring as a costume prop. A prop? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, if he's making a movie about him... I wouldn't call that a prop. I'd call it a main character. (laughs) Like, to me, that's not prop. That's, like, an essential thing. That's so... Yeah. So... He had found the perfect actor to play Valentino. This guy was a British figure skater. His name was Jack Dunn. Mm. And at Small's request, Dunn wore the ring at the screen test and he was chosen for the role. Ten days later, Dunn developed a rare blood disease after handling a rabbit while hunting. And he later died in Hollywood. God damn, the ring's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, having finally been convinced of its curse, Del Casino took back the ring, vowing that no one would ever wear it again. He kept it in a safe deposit box at a Los Angeles bank. It is said that the bank has been plagued by robberies, strikes and fire ever since. And some say the ring itself has since been stolen, but no one really knows. The, the, the bank teller probably just gave it to one of uh, like a real asshole customer one day. <laughs> yeah, give me all your money. Uh, no, but I've got this like really expensive ring that's totally not cursed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting fact. Two weeks after Valentino's death... The Son of the Sheikh was released in theatres. The film was a great success and grossed a million dollars within the first mm. year of its release. Do you want to hear another fun fact? Of course. So over the years, a woman in black carrying a red rose has come to mourn at Valentino's crypt. Oh, it's like Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's like Lady Gaga in Hotel again. Oh. <gasps> and he was Italian. Oh my god! Oh my the, god! Rudolph Valentino's in that. Oh my god! Oh my god! How weird! Wait, the the guy with the chiseled jaw plays. Yes. In? No. And comes back as a vampire. Yes. Oh my god! And she goes to the grave. This always happens to us. Girl, Our stories I'm getting up. always I'm intertwine. Get, I'm leaving. That is so weird. Isn't that weird? Chris is screaming. Chris is like what? She's jumping around the room. Brian, isn't that weird? You definitely weird. Gemma's taking her clothes off. <laughs> Swinging her around her head. Yeah. Dude. What? So she plays the woman in black. 
Yeah. I have to be honest with you. I only watched a couple of episodes of that I lo- season. Oh my God, that season's so good. It, has it like drove a... me nuts. It was so pretentious. Oh, I was like, Ugh. It's so good. Gaga's so sexy in it. And then there's a whole, there's a serial killer night and it has Richard Ramirez. It has Jeffrey Dahmer. It has a- Eileen. It has Eileen? the really? Zodiac Killer. Yeah, dude. John Wayne Gacy's there. All right, I'll give it another they go. Ha- they all have a big dinner party. All right, I'll give it's it. I'll the give tits. it one more shot. It's good. One. And oh my god, Gaga is so good. In I it. know she's awesome, but even she couldn't like. It was just. Uh, it was too fashion. Uh, it was too fashion. No, the fashion, fashion was people. so good. I uh, no no no, but but fashion. Have you ever hung out with fashion people? Yes. They drive me insane. I know, but she's like, oh my god, I want to be her. <sighs> so bad. I want to be her. Hairstylist and HH Holmes. Oh my god, played yes. by Evan Peters. Yeah, gotta watch it anyway. Okay, so this woman in black who mm. is Gaga comes to mourn at Valentino's crypt, usually on the anniversary of his death. Several myths surround the woman, though it seems the first woman in black was actually a publicity stunt that the press uh, invented. A woman named Ditra Flame. I like that. That's a, that's a burlesque that's name. That's a burlesque name. Claimed to be the original woman in black. Several copycats have followed over the years. Although originally a PR stunt, it has become a tradition. Mm. Um, the current woman in black is motion picture historian Kari Bible. Wait, they're still rocking up now. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so when we go to LA, we need to be women in black. No, nah, let's, let's, do, let's do something weirder than that. Like um, the rules are pretty. Women specific. in glad wrap, <laughs> women in bubble wrap, that sort of shit. Let's women, let's w- jazz it up. Women on crack. <laughs> <laughs> women in black mold. <laughs> I'm not going to continue the black trend. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was quite cool. That is cool. Good timing. Uh, yeah, because it kind of reminded me of um, have you heard of the babushka woman, uh, in the JFK? Um, oh, photos. No. No. Like, people are like, who's the babushka woman? She's it's probably kind just of, an a old little bit like babushka, that. old Russian woman just going for a stroll. We'll have to do. Could you do that one? No, I'm not into the JFK one. No, neither so am I. Boring. I'd like to hear about it, but I don't think I could actually. I oh, just sit down and research. Last the podcasts whole thing. are doing it at the moment, and oh, really? like it's our 400th episode. It's so exciting. It's going to be the biggest one we cover, and then it's JFK assassination. I'm just like. <sighs> But Americans are obsessed with it. They yeah, are well, obsessed. I know. I mean, it's a shame it hasn't happened to Trump yet. Oh, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a meow. Meow. <laughs> yeah, well. That's All right. Not, okay. Okay. Well, that's it from us for today. Yes. Are you all good? You can shut the door. We're finished. Yeah, you did. My hearing aid vibrated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it from us. Uh, until next time, you guys, don't forget to be creepy. But don't be a creep or a pedophile because I suck. Uh. Nudie cats. Nudie cats. <laughs> I'd poo in a rice cooker if I had the... Ch- no, I wouldn't. No, no, no that's gross. It would, no, that would cook it. That's gross. <laughs>
Oh, um, the Cranbourne man has been arrested. The shooting dude. Are you serious? He's just like, yeah, he's just been arrested. From the, my shooting? Your shooting. So the guy that a 29-year-old Cranbourne Westman has been arrested over a shooting Cameron Downs last week. <clears throat> the police operation placed a nearby school into lockdown. It took them flipping long enough. I wonder if they found him in Cranbourne. I'm surprised he didn't go on the run. Well, yeah, I thought I, I, I thought he would have gone to Thailand or, yeah, you know, Alaska or something. Change your name, grow a beard, oh. put a hat on. Yeah, frick. 